Hey guys, welcome back to the Channel Z podcast. I'm Peyton. And I'm Taylor. And today we're going to be doing a Hot Topic episode. We wanted to kind of spice it up a little bit and do something that we have never really learned about. Um, and quite frankly, something where we were like, mm, I don't even know what the fuck what is that, that is. Like... I'm me and that we're not even on the same level like so our topic today is cryptocurrency so first let's do some visualizing oh good oh yeah (laughs) really really marinate in this get in your zone ladies and gentlemen imagine ready player one and that's all I can think about like, every sensation in my body just goes straight to Ready Player One. Every sensation in my as body. As soon as I hear the word cryptocurrency. It's like taste, metal. Smell, race cars. <laughs> I personally... Feel, okay, we controllers. Listen, I've personally never seen Ready Player One, so... Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. We watched it as a family the first time, so... No, I wasn't home. I've never seen it. Okay, well, you're a menace to society. So. Okay, well, I don't like the rest of us are gonna know so what it's, me. what this is about, and you're just gonna feel dumb. Okay, I already do. So let's start out with what is cryptocurrency? All right, because it's kind of confusing, unless you kind of dumb it down. It's confusing and it's not. It makes a lot of sense if you have the right kind of like metaphors to explain it. So cryptocurrency, just like the money we use normally is just a medium of exchange that lets you buy goods and services online and trade them for a profit. Many companies have issued their own currencies, often called tokens, and these can be traded specifically for the good or service that that company provides. Okay, really fast, like, think of these tokens, like, if you're playing Candy Crush or something, it's, like, the gold in your game. Like, you know, it's kind of the money that you get in your game but you have to like like the whole idea of cryptocurrency is like that you have to pay for the money to buy things you know does that make sense or like when you go to the arcade and you buy your tokens to then play the games then buy you know yeah like rounds in the games yeah yeah so like yeah, so you exchange your real money for the, like, cryptocurrency or the money that they use, which in um, this case is cryptocurrency. Like a commonly known cryptocurrency is Bitcoin, so you would, like, trade your money to get Bitcoins. And then Bitcoin would buy services. Yeah. Um, the other thing I kind of related to is, like, when you, um, oh, what's it called? Travel I can't, abroad. I can't remember what it's called, but... Yeah, when you travel abroad and you, like, exchange... Oh, that's literally the word, exchange. <laughs> exchange your money, like, your U.S. dollars for, like, euros or something. Um, It's, like, paying for that um, money. I mean, you for get the same currency. amount because it's literally just exchanging it. Yeah. But um, it's, like, paying for the currency that works in that place. So you... When you buy cryptocurrency, you're just paying... For the money, for the that, money works that works online. Yeah. So, um, cryptocurrencies kind of work within a system, just like the U.S. dollar works within the U.S. Um, federal system of, like, money. 
um, cryptocurrency systems have their own systems. So according to Jan Lansky, our researcher in cryptocurrency databases, software engineering, stuff like that, at the University of Finance and Administration, he says to be considered a cryptocurrency system, a system must meet the following six conditions. The first one is that it does not require a central authority. So a central it isn't like run by one person. Yeah, a central authority would be like the U.S. dollar is controlled by a central authority, like bankings and like the Federal Reserve stuff like that. So it has a central. If you make fun of me one more time for talking with I'm my not. hands, um, that's the central authority. So the biggest thing in these decentralized cryptocurrency systems is that companies or governments cannot produce new units. Um, which I think that's pretty self-explanatory, the meaning of that. Um, the second point is that a system must keep an overview of cryptocurrency units and their ownership. So they have employees and volunteers who oversee the technology that runs the cryptocurrency. Yeah, because they have to keep like a record of like the trading within the, within the system Yeah, of like who buys what. Um, who trades what that kind of stuff they just keep a really close eye on how transactions work um the third that's, point i think that's i feel like that's a really easy way to like cheat a company out of money like i there are so many hacks to like get things um so i i think it's a good idea that they have so many people looking like so close at it mm-hmm. to make sure that that kind of stuff doesn't happen yeah, and later we'll get into the some of the technology they use to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen. Um, so the third point is that the system must define whether or not un- new units can be created. So like we said in point one, companies and governments can't produce new units, but the system can produce new units. However, if they are going to be creative, it has to specifically define how they will be created, and who will own them. So a lot of the systems are designed to slowly fade out how much they're producing until they eventually reach a cap. So like, say they produce like 50% and then 40% and then 30% and then 20%. 20%. There it is. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> 20% and then 10% and then zero. So that zero would be like they've capped. They're no longer making any more. So like if they have five, then they started with 50%. So then they would have seven and a half. And then whatever. So. Why seven and a half? Because if you have five and then you make 50% of that. Oh. That would be. Five plus two and a half yeah, I guess. would be seven and a half. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how they eventually cap production. Um, I'm curious though if the so like they could choose to continue to produce while people can buy, or they could choose to like. I don't really understand how that works. How do you continue to produce the? stuff while people buy because like okay well first of all how do you even like create this if nobody's bought it yet you know like 
like when Bitcoin first started out, how did they even like create it? If it's money in that like world, it's kind of like just making money out of nothing. Um, but then how does that work to where, like, say I get on and I want to buy something on Candy Crush, like, I pay money to get that, to get the gold to buy the thing, to buy, like, extra lives. It just doesn't make sense. So, like, does your money just go directly to the company? Well... Because they say you make a profit from buying things. The more you buy, the more money you make. So, if I have it correct in my head, it's kind of like, so, when you buy a unit, I think it's also, like, partially buying, I think it's similar to how the stock market works. Yeah, like, investing in it. Yeah, so... And how companies would make money from it. So, like, Bitcoin. If people pay money to Bitcoin for to then get Bitcoin units, mm-hmm. and then they spend their... Another company comes in and says... Like, let's just say Bitcoin, and Amazon decides they're going to use Bitcoin. So, Amazon decides they're going to use Bitcoin and they pay money to Bitcoin to run, like, to connect them Mm -hmm. so that they can use the Bitcoin. And so then people can use Bitcoin. They can use units that they bought from Bitcoin to purchase from Amazon. And Amazon gets money from the purchasing but then a portion of that money goes back to Bitcoin because, because Bitcoin allowed them the to Bitcoin. use Bitcoin to make their sales. Okay. So it's kind of like a triangle. And since you have to, like, buy Bitcoins, mm-hmm. like, that's where the money to Amazon would go. Right. Or no, that money would go to Bitcoin. So it's less of a closed but system. But that money would go to Bitcoin, and then whatever Bitcoins you use to buy stuff from Amazon... That money goes to Amazon and a portion goes to Bitcoin. Yeah. So that's the thing with kind of our analogies is those are hard um, because those are more of a closed system. Like it's one person, like one business overseeing the entire thing. Like with the arcade, like the arcade owns all of it. The arcade gets all of the money. Yeah. Um, Versus in these kinds of things. It's like. Businesses get a portion of the money. They never get. Rarely do they get all of the money. A lot of the time, certain portions have to go to certain places. Because um, they have the systems and trading yeah. within the systems. Yeah. Um, so, the next point is that ownership of cryptocurrency units can be proved exclusively cryptographically. Which, I will define that word down below but it pretty much just means it can be proved securely privately like usually ownership of cryptocurrency is public knowledge but it's more like usernames that are public knowledge it's like um i wrote it somewhere down below um 
it's like an address like on Instagram your username that kind of thing is what it's connected to and then your personal information is usually hidden within that like separately so other people are seeing just the address but you your personal information is still connected to it um the third the fifth thing is that the system allows transactions to be performed in which ownership of the cryptographic units is changed meaning that you would sell from one person to another pretty self-explanatory just like trading yeah a transaction statement can only be issued by an entity proving the current ownership of these units and then the last thing is that if two different instructions for changing the ownership of the same cryptographic units are simultaneously entered it can only perform one of them so I think the trading of it is pretty easy and understandable. It's more where it gets harder to understand. Um, is like the technology behind it. The technology behind it, where it goes to what people are actually using it for. This episode is primarily just about like what is it. Um, we can get more in depth about like really why people are investing it in it like why people want it so much but you know like we can do that if if there's interest in that um but yeah Peyton do you want to talk about the technology behind it kind of blockchain and how that works um I can try um <laughs> so the big question how does any of this work like how does cryptocurrency work so their main like technology thing is called blockchain um which is a continuously growing list of records that are linked and secured using cryptography ronald rivest a professor at mit defines cryptography as the practice and study of techniques for secure communication in the presence of third parties called adversaries so dumbed down it's kind of like creating protocols that prevent the wrong people from seeing other people's stuff. Um, so it's intended to to preserve um, security of information and communication. Blockchains are also designed to be permanent, so um, they prevent information from being altered. Yeah, so that's kind of how, I think a big hesitation for a lot of people is like, oh, well, it's on the internet and the internet can get hacked versus my money's pretty safe in a bank, that kind of thing, um, which is a legitimate fear, but that's what people, that's the technology businesses are using to prevent that. It's, like we said, pretty permanent. Um, I was reading and it said it's a really complicated process for even the highest ranking employees to try to alter information that's already been put into the blockchains. So it's a pretty secure, pretty solid base it sounds like for trades like this to go on that involve like real currency at the moment there are more than 10,000 different cryptocurrencies traded publicly publicly <laughs> publicly and while they are traded publicly like i said there's a partially anonymous aspect to trading by law, a lot of exchanges are required to collect personal information, 
but it's not really meant to be public information. So that's where the address belongs to a person, and then that address is then linked to the personal information within like the company, not to the public. Is not public, yeah. Just yeah. your address. Um, which I feel like that's probably something you can make anonymous as well. Like, yeah, it could be something like a number or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like even banking stuff like you just have a routing number nobody really knows your name it's just routing numbers and then that routing number is linked to you through the Mm -hmm. bank i thought it was pretty crazy because like later on like we asked the questions like are cryptocurrencies a good investment and i think like it's crazy to see how many people actually invest in cryptocurrencies and how much money is actually invested into cryptocurrencies, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it says that more than... On May 27th, 2021, the total value of all cryptocurrencies was more than $1.7 trillion. And, like, Bitcoin, alo- Bitcoin alone, which is the largest cryptocurrency, has a market capitalization of about $753.3 billion. Which, which is, is insane. Lot. Yeah. And that was only just released in 2009. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a lot of money to make in only 11 years. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's definitely grown in popularity, especially recently, because people are starting to really see cryptocurrency as the future, and they're kind of, like, racing to buy them before they supposedly become more valuable. You know, it's trying to get a head start on that. It's kind of like trying to steal all the gold before it becomes... Um, yeah valuable and rare um not necessarily rare but more valuable a lot of people like the fact that it removes central banks from managing money since because then it doesn't like get caught up in things yeah they believe that it'll reduce um problems with like inflation stuff like that i don't really know how i much i believe could help prevent i think there's a lot of um like i feel like it's really hard to to understand how to balance the economy yeah but i also feel like it would be so much easier like i feel like inflation would increase because it's so much easier to just make up money on the internet than it is to just print more money well yeah and i think that's kind of what they're intending with only so many units stuff like that it keeps it kind of limited yeah i suppose yeah i don't know i think there's a lot of stuff there are definitely a lot i think it would take a little more explaining to sell me yeah especially if i was investing a lot of money granted if i had like a lot of money maybe i would do it just for shits and gigs i would need a whole like powerpoint presentation a powerpoint presentation please make me a prezi (laughs) If it doesn't have cute transitions, I'll be sad. Tomorrow morning, I want... Can you move your leg? You're, like, crushing things. Oh, my gosh. There's, like, no comfort in this bed. Sorry. You're the one who wanted to record in the bed. Shut up. I don't want to hear from you. Okay. Um, the last kind of big question, at least at the moment, and, again, if you guys have any more, we'd love to add on to this episode in a later episode. This is just kind of like the basics of just that you understand what people are talking about in the news because I feel like it's been a big topic lately. Um, 
some of the biggest questions are whether or not it's a good investment. So, well, they may go up in value. Many investors see cryptocurrency as not real investments because unlike real currency, cryptocurrency generates no cash flow. So for you to profit, someone has to pay more for the currency than you did. Um, this is also known as the greater fool theory, theory, which increases a business's value over time by growing profitability and cash flow of the operation. So as many people have noted, cryptocurrency may not be that safe and many big voices in the investment community have advised investors to steer clear of them. Any currency needs stability and many cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin have shown a huge lack of stability with rise in trade that then plummet and rise once again. Like, I don't know, I feel like the economy is not something that really needs to be messed with. I mean, understanding yeah, I like the economy so further is a big thing, but... I feel like the economy alone is already so inconsistent that adding another inconsistency is just like... Yeah, like, I feel like we've got a lot of problems to solve before we absolutely shit on ourselves with some <laughs> new currency. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And, like, I feel like so many people, only the really, like, rich people would go for cryptocurrencies, I feel like. Unless it's, like, one of those kids who wants to play Xbox and is, Xbox and is like, I need Bitcoin. Like, you know. Uh-huh. But the people who actually invest, like, billions of dollars into it, like, you know, they're the rich people who basically run our economy. <laughs> yeah. So. That's. Wait, that's funny. Missouri. That's us. No, I don't listen to our podcast. Anyway. Um, Sorry, that was off topic. Mappy. So, yeah, that's kind oh of. God, guys, we have a listener in St. Louis. If that's the you, most. DM us. That's the most of what we had for today i know this is kind of a shorter episode but it was kind of a more brief topic where we just kind of wanted to inform people about what cryptocurrency was because we had no idea what it was yeah and Um, i think it's really important to stay updated in the news and stuff and like even learning just the basics about what some things are is super important yeah because at least now you can listen to like a news segment on it and know a little bit what they're talking about so i think that's all the information about cryptocurrencies that we have for today but um make sure you check out our other podcast which is the reading network by channel z we just started our first yeah we just episode for a book club Mm -hmm. and make sure you check out our youtube which is channel z after hours and also check out our instagram and our twitter which is just the channel z We've had a really great time talking with you guys today, and we can't wait for more episodes, hopefully more about, I don't know, futuristic technology. It scares Peyton, but I think it's cool. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not, but we'll see. I mean, if I can't be Katniss Everdeen for a hot second, then I don't want to exist at all. I'll talk about it, but, you know, make me a little nervy. I don't know, I don't like futuristic things. Speaking of futuristic, Tomorrowland freaks me out. I don't know why. It's just scary. Okay, anyways. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bye, <that> guys. <laughs> Have a fantastic... Have a fantastic... Uh, Today's Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, it's the end of Tuesday, so have a fantastic Wednesday. Um, 
Bye. Bye.